Welcome to the Move Me to Texas podcast, your source for all things Houston. Each week, we break down what's going on and what's new in Houston and its suburbs. We provide you with market updates, plus a little bit of real estate news. Hello, my friends. What's going on here for another episode of the Move Me to Texas podcast? And due to popular demand, really just him demanding, we've got Tim Macy back on the pod. What's going on, man? It's great to be here. I'm so glad you let me back on. Yeah, the popular the popular demand again was was really just uh, yeah. you demanding it. Um, so you know he just kept asking and kept asking, and finally I was just like, "All right, man. Like, I guess we can do that." Um, and now I'm here. Now you're here. Yeah, that's kind of how it. it works. Um, yeah. So I've got some interesting articles this week. Um, as far as prep for this week, I didn't tell Tim what we were talking about. So we are going to get a live look at his reactions to these things. So I'm pretty excited. I love doing it on the fly. It's the best way to do it. Um, so the first thing that I've got up on the docket, let's see if I'm able to share my screen properly to a Chrome tab, is that Bucky's is expanding outside of the South with construction of a new store in Colorado. I'm not surprised. So they've stayed in the South. Obviously, we all know Bucky's is a Texas thing, right? Um, and they've expanded to Alabama, Florida, and Georgia, Kentucky, and South Carolina, and they're building in Tennessee, planning Mississippi and Missouri, 35 stores in Texas, and they are going to build in Colorado. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things when I move to Texas and you go to Bucky's, you kind of say like, geez, why aren't these everywhere? Like if every road trip I took, I knew there was a place where I could get food and clean bathrooms and gas on the same spot. You know, I would drive by every other gas station to get to that one. Um, and so I'm, I'm not surprised that they're taking the show on the road. It'll be interesting to see if competition pops up as they do expand. I mean, here's the thing, though, is, you know, I don't know. It's just such a great business model and the marketing, too. I was talking with a friend actually shortly after I saw you in, in San Antonio area. Yeah. I was over in Hill Country, and obviously we had to drive to Bucky's in New Braunfels. And, you know, it's clean. They've got bathrooms. And it's just like a shit show in there. Like, yeah. there's, you know, all kinds of beaver stuff, yeah. right, as far as, like, sweatshirts and T-shirts and hats and dog toys, uh bandanas gators like all the things um from a marketing standpoint it's it's epic but then from like an employer standpoint what i stopped on on the article here is it's going to create 175 full-time jobs with starting pay beginning well above minimum wage with three weeks paid vacation so like if you're in an entry-level position and you're getting three weeks of paid vacation you know i think that's that's pretty crazy yeah no, and I, I think that's all part of their thing. They've got this brand with, you know, the beaver and like people like to wear the shirts. I I bought, you know, somebody a shirt when we were there. Um, shout out to Jesse Peters. If he's watching this show, he's got a Bucky shirt coming his way. Um, like I would never buy a 7-Eleven shirt, right? Like they've built the brand that people like. Why are you, why are you coming is, at me with my 7-Eleven shirt? Well, I mean, look, I think if, you know, anytime you do something like you walk into a gas station and the bathrooms are dirty and like 
nobody gets excited about stopping at a gas station. And that's yeah. the excitement that Bucky's has been able to create where when we're on a road trip and there's a Bucky's on the way, we're not stopping anywhere else. If we are driving past all of the other gas stations to get to Bucky's. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a very interesting thing they've built, but it's pretty simple when you think about it, right? Like gas stations are gross. Let's make one. That's not gross. Yeah. You know, no, pretty, pretty basic, um, basic stats there, basic thoughts there. My question for you is what are your favorite snacks to get at a Bucky's? Like, what are your go-tos? Cause I've got mine, but oh, I, man. I'm asking you first. Yeah. I, I usually go for, uh, I usually go for the breakfast tacos, like the, okay. I think just the brisket. I think they have like a brisket and egg one or something. And I just, yeah, I'm in for that. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's not a not a bad one. I do like the breakfast tacos if it's if it's breakfast, you know, time. I'm not saying they're the best breakfast tacos. It's usually what I grab them. Yeah, um, and then anything else? Or what's your what's your go to drink? I mean, like from the cooler, I I get a Celsius. <laughs> they sell. Them, Are you a Celsius so. girl? Guy? No, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't drink them in my normal life. But if I'm on a road trip, I'm getting tired. Like, I'll try to grab one of those instead of a Red Bull. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. What about you? Okay, so the one thing that I always get is obviously jerky. Mm -hmm. I will go for the teriyaki. And then I will normally either do the bohemian garlic or uh, turkey jerky, depending on how I'm feeling. But teriyaki is always the standard yeah jerky um so that's that's my first stop um my second stop would be if i'm feeling a little froggy i'll get an icy a coke Ooh, cherry okay. coke cherry coke icy mix it yeah. up a little you know literally mix up two ices yep. um and then if i will <laughs> dino's like katie's waiting for you to ask her yes um and then i will also get a fruity pebbles rice crispy treat I can dig it. I I know sometimes too. We'll do the um, we'll do the candied pecans like those those things. Yeah, uh, Pond will get those, and I'll be like, "Oh, you got those? Great! I'm not going to eat any." And then I like, oh, "I'll try one," and then I'll try four, and then I'll try half and then, the bag. And then you're pouring the entire bag in your mouth. And, yep. Yeah. Pretty much how it goes. <laughs> All right. What's next? So yeah, no, that's that's number one on the list today. Um, you know, figured that that would be a good, uh, start as far as, you know, stuff for, uh, us. So up next, oh, what is the largest Bucky's? New Braunfels, right? Still, I think they're building one in Tennessee that may be bigger, uh, but the one up the street for me is the biggest one in New Braunfels. The largest. Bucky's. It's the largest gas station in the country. Yeah, New Not Braunfels is the largest convenience store in the world. In the world. It's a world record holder. Okay, I've got to share this screen now. Yeah. It's the world record holder. Who knew that this would be the most compelling thing that we talk about, um, you know, on here? What is the largest Bucky's? This is my uh, Bucky's. They just put in like 20 charging stations 60, for Teslas too. 66,000 square feet. That is more. That is an acre and a half almost. More, basically an acre and a half. Yeah, but if you look down there, they're opening the the bigger one in Tennessee. So that's currently the biggest, but the one in Tennessee is going to be bigger. The Bucky's? Yeah. 
This is the one that I was just in then, huh? Yeah, this is the new Brothels one. That is pretty awesome. This is like literally on their website. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. But yeah, no, whenever that Tennessee one's open, it's going to be, it's going to be, Matt says the one in Giddings has to be the smallest. Oh, the one in Giddings is terrible. Let's, let's see. Let's just be grateful we have a Bucky's. Oh, you know? I can't pull it up. Yeah, clearly they wouldn't have. The one thing yeah. that I am excited about Bucky's, I'm going to just continue this, continue this conversation, is that they are starting to put them in closer to towns, right? So before it was like it, it was only a road trip thing. But yeah. now when I'm driving to some of the suburbs of Houston, like Katy, Texas, Lake Jackson, yep. you know, there's a bunch in Lake Jackson, League City, depending on where I'm going, Pearland, mm -hmm. Richmond. Yeah, you have a lot more near near you near in Houston. Yeah. For yeah, sure. for sure, for sure, for sure. So it's great. Cypress, that's near me as well. So it's wonderful. I can actually stop in. But the problem is, is that I eat those Rice Krispie treats. So it's been tough being on 75 hard. But since I'll be done with that soon, then Fun times. I'll be able to eat Yeah. more. Exciting. Yeah, pretty exciting. All right. Um, Next up, we're going to we're just going to hop right into real estate. Next up is Austin. Home prices are pushing buyers out of the market. Home buyers priced out of Austin are coming to San Antonio for homes. Is this something that you're seeing before I get into the article? Yeah, all the time, I would say. Like, this is a very normal thing. Uh, my only feedback here is that um, sometimes, like, Austin people get priced out of Austin and they're just like, oh, I'll just go down to San Antonio and buy a mansion. Right. <laughs> and it's like, look, we're cheap. We're, we're we're priced lower than Austin, but we're still a major market in Texas, and prices aren't like, you know, dirt cheap. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's see. San Antonio prices have increased by thirty eight percent. Many Austin prices have home buyers eyeballing the Alamo City. The number of people that are looking to relocate that search for San Antonio almost doubled in 2022 with most of those searches coming from Austin, a report from Redfin says. Yeah. And I mean, you look at that number, 38%. That's crazy. And so yeah. people, you know, thinking like, oh, 350,000, 400,000 gives me hardly anything in Austin. I'll just go down to San Antonio. They don't realize that that 350, 400 price point in San Antonio is still competitive. And so then they're really not happy anywhere where they're looking. Yeah. And all well, that's what we're saying here is like San Antonio prices have increased the median prices around 330, which is $200,000 less than Austin. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, yeah, they may not get a mansion, but they're certainly getting more house for their money. Uh, looks like these are the number of searches for San Antonio, man, look at San Antonio getting on the map. Right? That's what I'm talking about. It's the most underrated city there is. <laughs> Quit telling people about it, man. You know? In three in Austin, 300K will get you a two-bedroom condo. In San Antonio, you can get a four-bedroom home. Matt asks if Houston uh, gets an influx of people from Austin. You know, what do you see, Katie? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't have the the numbers like this, this mysanantonio.com article. Um, but one thing we've like, just anecdotally, we've been seeing is people coming from the um, from the Austin area, we've seen a lot of people 
selling their home. So we've had a lot of clients that have sold their homes and moved from Austin to Houston. And I think you've you've seen this and you say this a lot probably to clients that like you buy a, a new construction home in like 2018 and you go to sell it in 2019 or 2020 and you're like, hey, like they're, they're still making these same homes. Like, you know, yeah. it's not likely that you're going to make back your equity yeah. or, you know, there's really no equity. And like over the past few years, we've actually seen that. So I had, I've had a lot of clients that purchased recently in Austin that have moved here and have moved, you know, into a more affordable home or yeah. to be closer to family or whatever the lifestyle reason was. But, you know, whether they were remote work or they were in healthcare or something that they could work from here, we've had a, a decent amount of clients do that. Um, but again, that's just like kind of anecdotal, like, yeah, we see it. Yeah. We also get the, uh, hybrid kind of stuff in Austin. So, you know, if somebody works in Austin, they may get to work from home for like four days a week and have to go in once a week and we have to go yeah. in once a week. You don't mind living in San Antonio, making that drive, uh, once a week, twice a week. Cause we're still somewhat of a commute, um, to Austin. So I know a lot of the people that have moved here or have looked at moving here, people that are still keeping their job in Austin, but just hybrid working remote some days. And so they don't have to worry about the commute as much. Split in the time. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what are some nice areas in San Antonio where say correction of 30 to 40 year olds buy houses that are in tech? Well, uh, what are some areas? In San Antonio? Um, I mean, look, we got a little downtown scene that I think is cool uh, near the Pearl is is a pretty cool spot Southtown is a cool spot and so you know i do see some of the um you know more tech forward people that are looking for stuff looking in those areas but we have a lot of like real government comm stuff so when you say in tech a lot of times i'll think like oh working for startups that type of stuff but a lot of us in san antonio that's in tech it's more like working for the government in technology, working on computer networks for, you know, the feds. And uh, a lot of that's like, you know, Northwest suburbia um, type stuff, because that's where a lot of that stuff is housed. But uh, Matt Bittner mentioned Alamo Heights. Alamo Heights is, you know, has the, the best school districts in the in the city. So, you know, that drives, I think, a lot of families um, to buy in Alamo Heights. And Alamo Heights is very prestigious. Um, kind of area there outside of downtown and Alamo Heights is great because you have access to all the stuff that's on Broadway and pretty easy access to a lot of the stuff that's downtown without being uh, right downtown. So I would say, man, just kind of matters, matters who you are more than what the, what job you got. And yes, the feds are always watching Katie and I'd stream. They, they monitor <laughs> us closely. Yeah, it's, that's, that's actually funny. So the NSA has a huge campus in San Antonio and it's on Google. Like it's, it's not a secret. Um, and you can go on and read Google reviews for NSA Texas. And it's like, uh, pizza was great, but I felt like somebody was listening to me the whole time. Yeah, definitely check out NSA Texas Google reviews. I feel like that could be an entire, you know. Yeah. Next episode. An next entire Tuesday, episode. We're just reading those reviews. I am, I am, you know, I'm, I am going to pull it up here real quick just to, <laughs> see, just to see what, uh, all right. So I Googled the NSA Texas. So see, now we actually are going to get flagged y'all. Yeah. It's, um, cool. it's got 65 reviews. See what they are. All right. So I don't want to write a review. I just want to view them. 
Yeah, just click the 65 Google. There you go. Um, <laughs> I reserved seats here online, but when I got to the gate, they said they were not a restaurant. I asked to speak to the head chef, but they just arrested me for trespassing. I just wanted some chicken Alfredo. Sad face. Benjamin, yeah. a, a year ago. You know? It's hilarious. <laughs> Really friendly folks. I got lost and accidentally pulled into the front gate. Before I could even explain myself, the guard greeted me by name, explained what turn I had missed, complimented my new haircut, and then asked how my dog was. <laughs> this is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's the thing, uh... Matt, too. They don't even have, like, the dossier on everybody. The AI just tells them, like the AI knows Katie and Tim are going to talk smack about the NSA. Like the, the AI's figured everybody out. The algorithm is all knowing. Uh, my fries were cold and ketchup was watery. The restaurants had cameras in them too, which was weird. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to move along. I told you that's that its own one. episode. We, you know? um, I, that's like, that's like better than mean tweets. Um, oh, yeah. NSA reviews. I wonder what other things that are out there. Um, as far as reviews online would be fun to read. Um, so that's something to think. If you are watching this, drop in the comments what you think would be funny reviews of places to read on the interwebs. Yeah, give us some comments. All right, taking it in a different direction, going, going towards the real estate. Luxury mobile homes, they're real, and a Houston company is bringing nearly 3,000 of them to Texas. Very interesting stuff. It is. So here's a little rendering um, of what is a community. They've broken ground on the landing at Pearland, which is going to be a um, upscale manufactured home community just south of Houston. It's one of six communities developing it here in the Texas area. Um, and basically, they broke ground on a 34,420 home community um, down in Pearland, which is south of downtown. 55 acres. Um, it does have a little, yeah, it does have a Mickey shaped pool. I wonder if the real life pool look like that. Um, and they're also going to build in Tomball, which is Northwest of Houston, Santa Fe, San Antonio, New Braunfels and Corpus Christi. And they are expecting each community to welcome residents next year. Um, so basically they're trying to hit the sweet spot between luxury and affordability. I, I think we talked about this last week as far as yep. affordability when we talked about, you know, the, the income, um, you know, buyer needs now to purchase a, a $230,000 home. Um, but it's going to have a 6,000 square foot clubhouse, resorts, have pool, workout facility, event lawns, playgrounds, dog parks, and sports courts. Yeah, we, um, you know, it's funny reading this because I was just looking at an RV park uh, last week that we're looking at listing. And, you know, you think RV park and it's a very, you know, not nothing, no bells and whistles, family owned for a while. Uh, but what's interesting is, you know, the people that live there, like there's a lot of medical professionals that live there that are just looking to live a more simple lifestyle and don't want to buy a big house. And I do think there's a larger and larger percent of the population. I think some of the population is getting a little more forced into it, right? With yeah. how housing prices are going and cost of living is going up and inflation and everything else. But I think there's more and more people that are looking at it like, you know what? Like, I don't need a big house. Like, I don't need a bigger box. I would be fine 
in in something small. Uh, and I think having a, a nice option like this, I, I'm pretty ambitious on. It. I think it's going to do well. Yeah, I mean, I think that it. I think that it will do well um, simply because, as far as affordability, like there aren't that many properties out there. I'm trying to see. And I don't think it's a big portion of the market. You know, I, I just think there's a portion of the market because I think everybody overblows the whole tiny house living thing. I don't think there's that many people that want to live in a tiny home, but I do think there are a certain amount of people that don't mind living in a smaller home saving money. Well, and so this is, this is showing that homeowner, like they're going to, the actual house itself will range between 80 and 150. And then they enter a five-year lease to rent the land, which would range between 550 and 675 or take out a loan. Um, yeah. So the lease seems high, but the reason why people do it is, you know, cause you get the neighborhood, you get the lawn maintenance, you get everything included. Um, you don't really have to maintain too much. Yeah. I'm trying to see, they, they don't say at all in this article, the size of the, the properties. Yeah. You know, cause that's what, like, you know, is this, is this a tiny home or is this, you know, just a couple smaller bedroom. Yeah. 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 Cause like you can't really tell from this rendering yeah. with the Mickey mouse pool. Um, but it's going to fit 3000 homes. It'll, it'll be interesting across Texas. So, I mean, 3000 homes across Texas, I think is great. I think is great. Um, so yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how this shapes up. Um, you know, a lot of the problem with with home buying right now is also construction is taking forever, right? So yeah. you know if they're manufactured, obviously it takes time for those to build. Um, it looks like they have a backlog right now of about eight to nine months, which is more than what it was pre-pandemic. But you know I feel like there may be a little bit more certainty in that build process than I don't know, maybe not. No, I I, I agree. Um... And I mean, that's a whole topic you can deep dive on with like 3D printing and boxable and all these different solutions that are are not the traditional home building process, not the traditional materials process that we could see. Like, I think all these things have a progression to actually get to market, you know, when something's a new innovative idea. But when you have issues like supply chain, like we have had, it kind of pushes some of those things to maybe move forward a little quicker. So I'm interested to see if we see more prefab, more 3D print houses, more boxable type things because of that. Well, and, and uh, our friend um, Dan O'Neill up in the Northeast and, and now Florida yeah. have expanded their team. He's been repping uh, some 3D printed homes. I didn't watch the full video, but he had a video on his social the other day about 3D printed yeah. homes. So Yeah, I mean, one of the leading companies I think in the country is in Austin and they're doing some really cool stuff. Um, and and it's it just makes a lot of sense. So I'm interested to see how long it takes for that to actually get mainstream in the market. That's all we've got for today. Tim, any words of wisdom? Uh, we'll see you next week. That's the words of wisdom. Make sure. Well, will we? Yes, yes, we will. There will be someone on next week. There'll maybe somebody. Me, on. Maybe you. Yeah. Maybe you know my mom. But we'll we'll have Possibly. someone on here. We'll make it happen. She's great, though. She's great. She's quite the conversationalist. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard great things. Yeah. <laughs> we'll All see right. you guys. Till next Later. week.